This is an avocado, and this is a podcast that makes this an avocado podcast. The thing that happened that changed it all was about graduation party. I was getting ready, and I was taking a lot of time. A friend of mine comes to me, and he goes, um, Jacob, how far now? Let Modi go now. Why are you wasting time? You don't even need to waste too much time now. Like, you, you're a good-looking guy already. Mm. And then I blurt out, Apec, leave me. That's all I have going for me. Mm. And I stopped because I've never heard those words before. I've never even consciously thought those Are words before. Do you know what I mean? And, I just, and I'm just, at that point in time, I'm just like, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Okay, okay. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. wait a minute. That is where mm-hmm. this whole drive for a whole holistic understanding of who I am. Mm, mm. Because I got to a point where I, I, I realized like my over-reliance on one part of my being I wasn't even aware that I had all that part. But when I said, when I made that statement, it's like, bro, I was cold. If you've ever wondered what self-awareness looks like, what it feels like, this preview you just listened to is it. And my guest today is brimming with self-awareness, with with gratitude, with intelligence, with wisdom, elemental. Like, guys, I learned so much from this guy and I'm so happy to bring him to you. You see, when you're doing your thing, putting out energies and intentions into the world, doing the most, you never know who's watching. You never know who's paying attention. And my guest today was paying attention. And he reached out to me randomly one morning on Instagram. And this is what he sent to me, word for word. He said, Rodney, I woke up with a strong feeling of being on the young God. We are due for a conversation. Close quote. Even the way he worded it, the energy let me know that this was something I had to take seriously. Because at the time I was going through, you know, a lot of things at work. So I wasn't really like podcasting at the time. But just the urgency with which the message came in, I knew I couldn't like pass this up. And so I said, let's do it. And guys, this episode is God energy from top to bottom. It is everything. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Japo Ukweku. He's the CEO and founder of Raven Combs, a digital marketing agency right here in Abuja. And his name is no ordinary name. I'll let him tell it. My full name is Ejak Wamekwe. And it means my life is full of joy or laughter. And I feel that's my message. I want to be a messenger. Oh, and he's not playing. Japo is really here with a message. He spoke from the abundance of his heart, with conviction, with confidence, and I was just listening. You you probably hear my voice like maybe 50 times in this one hour episode. And that's 50 out of maybe the, you know, 60 minutes he was speaking. Because this is what it was. He came out here to like express himself. He just had something to share, to say, and this was the space. You know, our conversation focused on spirituality, religion, his struggles with faith, you know, finding himself. And you can tell from the preview that he, he, he struggles or he shared his struggle, his past struggles with self-image, with his self-image. And if you remember in episode one, I said, this would be my most vulnerable season. But not just for me, also for my guests. I mean, Japo left it all on the table. He had something on his mind and he needed to express it and I am honored that he saw this platform fit to be the vehicle. This is an episode of the ages. It's nice, it's long and it's strong and I can't wait for you guys to get on. Let's get it in. 
let me just give you background on why I wanted to have this conversation in the first place. Because like I, I was trying to write a piece. If you truly believe, let's say for Christians, if you truly believe that you're created in the image and likeness of God, yeah. you have to start to see yourself in that capacity on some level. Yeah. You have to see yourself as responsible for your words, for your actions. You have to realize that like your even your thoughts have consequences. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Because you know, on some levels, like people want to give all that burden to religion. They don't want to take responsibility for their spirituality. Yeah. And that is kind of where the thought just hit me. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no way I feel like you can completely give back if you're not taking responsibility for what you already have. Yeah. That's kind of like the direction I wanted us to go. Obviously, it's casual. And um, I, I I used to be very religious. Mm-hmm. And um, we wanted to be a priest. I went to an old West Catholic school. Oh, yeah. We wanted to be a pastor. Then I thought, okay. At, yeah, I guess we can spin all these things. Because I wanted to give context. I don't want people to think I'm some kind of atheist or anything. You know what I mean? It's not like I don't believe in religion. Like, yeah. I went to an old, I went to a Christian school, Covenant University. I wanted to be a pastor as well. Because when I found out, like, when I found out about sex about 13, I figured, like, you know what? I I don't want to do without this. Oh jeez! Real talk. This is that is. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we, yeah. we could all, we could put all that if you, if you if you. I've been recording since. Oh wow! Yes, it's okay. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Right. Okay. So that means you already like set this up properly for me. I mean, I think I see where we're trying. Yeah, to yeah. Because I, I feel like we have this for the from the so that you get it. Then because this is a very touchy ghost trouble in this part of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me as well, it's like, and I also feel this time that we're in right now with the whole pandemic and everyone having to, now it's almost like that DIY, do everything yourself kind of thing in all aspects of your life from like your spirituality now, like because you can't have to, you can't go to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like you have to take more responsibility on some level for your spirituality. Yeah. Now you have to, if, if you really want to be, if you really want to go the proper church route, the only way that was going that was happening during the lockdown was through cyber, yeah. like internet or whatever. So it kind of made people more conscious of this whole journey, yeah, and whatnot. So I felt like uh, there's not there's not a better time. And that's a good point because now that you think now that I think about it, this whole time the burden, as you said, has been on religion. It's always been on your priest or your yes, pastor yeah. to help you on your spiritual journey, yeah, yeah. you know. But now that you don't have access to that, you know, congregational experience, you have to do it yourself. You have to figure out. How you're going to be worshiping and interpreting these words of God without a pastor telling you what it is? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that actually. You have to take um, responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. So, I generally, I just feel like right now it's, it's it's an interesting time for us to really understand like us ourselves, like mm-hmm. search deep, so to speak. Because like I feel with the way the world has been for like so many years, it's like we've been so distracted and we're constantly looking for a distraction. And, and I think one of the greatest issues is like, it's because of how great and powerful our mind is. We're so scared to like, just sit back and listen to it because you'll be overwhelmed by the wealth of knowledge and wealth of creativity and what it's overwhelming. Like when you really start to find yourself, if, 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 if you aren't like really strong. And that's why, like, I see some people that like, they, they, they lose their minds and people think, at least one, they don't understand that sometimes it's like, it's just the, 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 how overwhelmed they are by how deep they truly are as compared to how the universe or the world is making them be. Mm. So they're struggling. They're somewhere in the middle trying to say like, like crazy people were one of my greatest fears as a kid. So like, I, I just always, I'm always afraid of how 
irrational. They are like how they can just snap and just do whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know. So for me, it's like I've always, I always, and it kind of made me extra curious about like what is this whole thing? Because mm. I'm, I'm very heavy on mental health as well, yeah. and I feel like people, people always neglect the spiritual aspects of all these things. Because um, how I see it in general is like um, we are, if you truly believe, we're like a three-part being. So we have mind, body, soul, or spirit, whatever term you want to use, yeah. and we focus too much on the body. Because it's the most tangible part of our being. It's the most um, accessible. You know what I mean? You don't have to do anything to access your body. Mm. But with your mind and your spirit, is a more conscious decision yeah. to be in tune with those parts of your being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, I just always been fascinated by that interaction between all these three parts of our being. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the mind, body, and soul. <clears throat> and a lot of times, it's like from the way education is... And the way society is, it's like there's a lot more emphasis on your body than your mind and then little emphasis on your spirit. Yeah, very little very emphasis. Very little emphasis on spirit. And it is something that I found that because of how little the emphasis is, the people that focus on it have a larger-than-life kind of persona and those are the people that people start to rally around, and those are the people that form religions. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it is. So if if you if you're able to access that part of your being which you already have access to, mm. you you access it in a way, then you start to teach people how to do it. Yeah. You have a following. Like yeah. you can never like it's so it's so crazy how, and especially in in parts of the world, just bringing back to modern day parts of the world like where people are more gullible. You know, because of lack of exposure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, this in other parts of the world, people are, they start to understand like that. Okay, apart from like all there's a, there's a basic level of interaction between these three beings mm. that can provide some level of success. Yeah, the West understand that. Yeah. They understand that like you can leverage the spiritual without ha- having to actively get in there as long yeah. as you can make your mind as productive as possible. Yeah, but we don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So we always skip that middle part, which I feel like the the, the, the mind is kind of like the check and balance between the body and the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever is coming, goes through the mind. And there's some form of filter in terms of your... And what the mind ideally in my head is like a memory bank. Yeah. So whatever you put in there mm-hmm. from your body in terms of how you want your spirit to interact it, mm-hmm. the mind brings it into context based on your own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Based on what has happened to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, a lot of times, if, you, if you're really, if you're a really conscious person, you understand that you can't always trust your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? You can't always trust your mind. But um, you can always trust your spirit. Yeah. Because your spirit has a level of interaction with the universe, your wider, with the wider environment. Mm-hmm. And it, for, it sees things. That's like sometimes, like, your guts will tell you something. And, like, it's, oh, you're always in that situation where you say, like, ah, man, I know. Mm-hmm. And you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that you weren't meant to do this or you were meant to do that. There was a time, like I, like I said, when I, when, I, when I reached out to you that morning, yeah. I, like, it, it wasn't a question of should I or should I not. Mm-hmm. It was on the question of you know you should. You know you should. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and I thought to myself, it's like, guy, I can let my day go by and I'll just find it. My mind will find a reason not to contact you. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to hit, hit you up, you know what I mean, and just put it out there. 
put it out there for the universe to run with it as well. You know what I mean? Once I, and I also feel as well, so when you put it out there as well, is you're almost giving, it's almost like, um, there's some level of accountability that the universe will hold you to. Yeah. Because it's, it's a smart, I don't know how to, because also as well, it's like one of the things I find, I don't know, I think I'm, I'm going all over the place. I'm making sense. Go, go, oh. go hell, man. Okay. Go hell. So, um, one of the things I, I, I always think about in terms of like, um, spirituality and, and religion and everything is, is if, if, if you, if you, one of the, one of the reasons why I really got to this space that I'm in, in terms of like, um, my drive for understanding religion is I went to a phase in my life that, um, made me really have to think of my life for the first time mm. in my life. So maybe this might help. Let me just give you a quick background about sure. my story. So I'm from Delta State, worry, mm-hmm. only boy, first boy. I come from a decent family. I have like younger sisters, four of them, the three of them. And I was always the kid that my folks were, I did very well. I did pretty well educational, education wise. You know, they were never really worried about what they were worried about was the fact they couldn't read me as a kid. They couldn't mm. place me as a good or a bad kid. Mm. So it made my parents really uncomfortable in terms of not knowing what I'm thinking, not knowing what I can or cannot do. I look like a good kid, but almost too good to be true. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, what is this boy doing? <clears throat> Maybe we're not just seeing it, but he's definitely doing something. Yeah. So because of that, as I was shipped on like an old boys Scully school, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Wanting like discipline for me. And what I, and then I, I, I saw religion in, in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was almost like indoctrinated in me. It's like wake up in the morning, 6 a.m., vocal for masses, mm-hmm. 12 o'clock, you have the Angelus as Catholics, you pray, 6 o'clock, you have the Angelus as well. Then at some point after class, you have rosary, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then even when you, every single meal you pray, every single interaction is kind of like, tailored towards like discipline, religion and stuff like that. So I kind of like experienced religion from a very intense, close perspective when I was, uh, when I was in secondary school. Yeah. But also what the school taught me was how to be stealth and how to do the things I wanted to do without being caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in, in some ways, like, <clears throat> I hope my folks don't hear this. In some, <laughs> in some ways, like what they were trying to really avoid, they kind of strengthened my ability to do and undo without being caught. Yeah. I mean, because obviously in college school, like the, this, like the level of discipline is just ridiculous, my guy. Yeah. I mean, so it kind of like molded me. Mm. Like I was saying earlier, I was like, I, I, I was fascinated by priests and the powers they, they kind of had is you see how, cause I've always been a very observing kid. So I'll sit there in mass and I'll just watch the effect this one man just has on everybody. And then after church, I see how like, because my school was in a village called Rumi. And it's in a village called Rumi still there. So Rumi. And like the parishioners would come from out of town. And like, I just watched how they were just in awe of this guy. Mm. You know what I mean? They wanted to speak to him. And then they would have confessions. And like, they would just always feel like after confessions, like they are unburdened by whatever sin or troubles they have. And you'll give them a penance. I just always fascinated. And I wasn't fascinated about the fact that like, of, of the power itself, like it wasn't from a point like, oh, I'd like to yield this much power, control this much power. It was more about like, I'd like to be able to like help people like this. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm. helped be able to lift whatever burden that they have. You know what I mean? So I was trying to get on this um, being a priest journey. Mm. And then I realized, <laughs> I think about 13, 14, might or might not have lost my virginity, whatever that is. Mm. But <laughs> eventually I found out about a thing called sex mm. and priesthood and sex don't work. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye priesthood. Bye bye priesthood. <laughs> but then I thought to myself as well, it's like, I just always zoned in on Catholicism and like what it meant and how it made people feel and like the largest on life style of the priesthood and the fact that like there was discipline and like being, and then when I found out about the sex, it even made me respect them more. I was like, dude, this thing's so amazing. It's about ready to give it up in essence to serve people. Cause that's the, cause when you go through the doctrine of um, priesthood, you know what I mean? You start to learn that, like, by like the way it's designed is is to deprive yourself of earthly enjoyment, if you want to put it that way, yeah. so that you are in a state of grace that you can help lift the burden of other people. Yeah. And because if you're in that, because if you if you're too caught up with the issues of the world, for instance, being married, having kids, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you can't really deliver. You know, what I mean, you can't Spot really, on, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, like a lot of people don't really understand it that way. But mm. for me, it's like I was very curious about the whole thing. So I kind of like did some extra like search on it. So after that, after I went to um, Lumen Christi and whatnot, and couldn't, I realized that like I wasn't going to be a priest. I then um, felt like I wanted to be a pastor. You know what I mean? Obviously, I can get married half. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but then I can still do <laughs> do, do, do yeah do you know what I mean? and still like help people you know yeah but eventually um I went into Covenant I didn't think I was gonna go mm-hmm. but eventually I got in there and Covenant is a Christian school mm-hmm. you know, it was my it was my first ever exposure to um Pentecostal life and I remember the first time I was in church and they said there's a guy here was there's somebody here. And like, I've never heard of that kind of thing before. When they say there's somebody here and then you just find yourself fitting that description of the person that the priest. And it's, it's a generic thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But maybe it wasn't me, but it struck me because I never, you you never hear that kind of thing in the Catholic church. Yeah. It's so, so it, it was me in, in a space where like Christianity was more flexible. And because the, the, the man of, in, in Catholicism, like the priest, he, though he's controlling the mass, but he's being controlled by doctrines. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. have existed way before he was born. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like the the Catholic faith is um it's a system. It's like it's a unit. It's very a, rigid. It's very well crafted mm-hmm. in at the times for um for control purposes. Mm-hmm. Sad to say. You know what yeah. I mean? Sad to say. So and then here I am now in a church where this guy's He's literally freestyling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's he's moving by some form of spirit or he's saying things as he's feeling. Mm. He's, he's standing there and he's sounding like the song whispering to him. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. seen that. You know what I mean? Mm. I've never seen that. I've never seen that till that point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I was just like, what is, what is going on? And then he's talking and I'm like, oh my God, can he see my mind? I'm looking, he's like, <laughs> how, can he, how can he look it like, you know what I mean? And I remember literally crying oh, and wow. going up there. It was, it was, it was, it was such a, I don't know, because right up to that point, it's like I hadn't, like I'd been in the school, but I'd been, I hadn't been going to church, I'd been dodging, I was, I, I carried the same kind of dodgy lifestyle into like mm-hmm. coming at university, so I wasn't really, but that was my first time actually sitting in to listen to church, mm-hmm. and it hit me, 
I swear he hit me. And I cried. And I remember the next time again, they went out, he was not saying something. I went to church the next time and he was saying something again. And it's the same thing. And he was saying the third time I was like, nah, Jack, well, wake up. You know what I mean? Can't be you all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you bad fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I remember I remember the day um, that really, really changed me mm. in terms of like my view on religion and stuff like that is I was sitting there and it was this pastor, I can't remember his name, I can't remember the heart, but he was talking about how um, people from the East mm. in the Bible wouldn't almost like almost talking about how the uh, Gentiles wouldn't make heaven, like just talking about how just segregating people based on religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I sat down there thinking to myself, it's like when in, 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 in the scheme of like creation and life form, when was Christianity created? It can just come at the time when it comes and just say, like, anybody that doesn't believe in this is damned. Mm. And I'm just like, how about those before Christianity? Mm-hmm. Even after Jesus wasn't Christian, he was a Jew. Mm-hmm. So how can you just come and just say, like, what happens to everyone before? All the great people that have done great stuff that have done, like, why is it that because this doctrine, Christianity that we believe in, other people that don't believe in it would be damn that thing really struck me. But then yeah, like I think I was more caught up with other aspects of that. But like it mm. just always that thing just stuck, but I didn't really think about it too much. You know what I mean? But it, it's just it just it's you know some points that you just there's something that just hits your psyche. Yeah. Whether you address it or not is a different question. But you know it, it leaves a mark in yeah. how you think. And then the next couple of years down the line a lot of things that were, were happening between religion that just started to make me very uncomfortable. The church in general, in terms of how it almost became like a sales marketing, a business machinery. Yeah. You know what I mean? It started to make me really uncomfortable. You know I mean? Sitting in church, especially coming from a Catholic home and like where things are more streamlined, things are more organized. But then I was starting to get uncomfortable with the, the harvest season and, and like that was a different like when they do bazaars and my yeah. mom was heavy in that you know yeah. what I mean? so we're getting like first time information on numbers and transactions I'm just like man none of businesses don't do this much transaction mm-hmm. so, you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it was it was just an interesting thing and then so seeing the Pentecostal and like this harvest life that is once a while in Catholic is the daily life on the Pentecostal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yo, what is this? You know, mm. <laughs> what is going on? And uh, it just really, it, it, it kind of rubbed me off a bit strangely, you know. Mm. Plus, as well, I guess also in my by the back of my mind, I was looking for an excuse to just do the things I wanted to do guilt free. Mm-hmm. So maybe subconsciously, my mind was fighting with religion so that, because religion on some level just, can just be a guilt bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be a guilt bank. Just start to feel unless heavy for leaving mm. in whatever context you want to put it, just living in living your life the yeah. way you feel is right. Yeah. But then once you now put your life against religious doctrines and then you you feel like you're falling short, yeah. it kinda of makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So maybe I'll just at that point, maybe I'll just fight in the religion so I could just easily get on with 
what it was I was doing. Mm, stealthy jumper. Yeah? Uh, <laughs> that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, maybe I felt religion was getting in my way. Mm. <laughs> it, was like, it was not letting you be great. Yeah, it was, not, it was just like, I'm just like, dude, man. You know what I mean? Mm. So, and I think, so I, I kind of didn't focus on religion in school. Mm. I just lived like the, I, I just lived. Mm. So he came to my graduation and then I'm struggling to graduate because like I haven't really been a student. Mm. I've been present but haven't been going for classes and yeah. stuff like that. And for the first time in my life, it's like I now have to stop mm. and think because like, for one, it's like my parents never worried about like education for me because I wasn't the kid that, if they, when they were worried about me, they were more worried about is he okay? Is how is his well being? Mm. Not whether he's doing well in school or not. It was yeah. never really an issue that they would think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I guess I kind of got complacent. I don't know what it was, but however it is, it's like I'm grateful for the experience because it 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 opened my eye mm-hmm. for, and it was it was it was at that moment when I when I when I was struggling to graduate that I had to stop for the first time mm. and just think. You know what I mean? And just think. Because right up to that point, my mom always hits me up and like, oh, this boy, you're too philosophical. Like, I'm not realistic. Like, I always just believe, like, people should be decent. Or my mom is just like, dude, you get burnt in life. You know what I mean? Like, she just, she just felt like maybe I need to, I needed to have some, a little bit of like, like, a bit cynical, just a little bit. Yeah. Just for survival's sake. You know what I mean? Like, just like, oh, Jack, the the world will eat you up if you, Mm. if you think like this, if you, you know what I mean? So I think maybe for the first time I now started to really think about um, myself mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. about myself, not just my physical self. You know I mean, because my physical self was doing pretty okay. You know what I mean? And like that wasn't the issue at all. It was just, and I remember once, and there was there's a there's, there was a, 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 a thing that happened that changed it all. Where it was about graduation party. I was getting ready. And I was taking a lot of time. A friend of mine comes to me and he goes, um, Jackpot, how far now? Let Modi go now. Why are you wasting time? You don't need to waste too much time now. Like, you, you're a good looking guy already. Mm. And then I blurt out this, I beg, leave me. That's all I have going for me. Mm. And I stopped because I've never heard those words before. I've never even consciously thought those are words before. Do you know what I mean? And, I just, and I'm just, at that point in time, I'm just like, wait a minute. Uh oh. Okay, okay. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, shit. That's yeah. deep. That's what yeah. I do. You know what I mean? That is where mm-hmm. this whole drive for a whole holistic understanding of who I am. Mm-hmm. Because I got to a point where I, I, I realized like my over-reliance on one part of my being. I wasn't even aware that I had other parts. But when I said, when I made that statement, it's like, <sighs> shit. Like, do you know what, do you know what, do you know what it feels Bro. like? Bro, I was cold. I remember like we we had the party there, I was just sitting down and this one is forget my grades now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my grades are my grades are my grades. But now it's like who am I? Mm. Like how can I just how can I like do, I couldn't even believe <laughs> <laughs> Bro I've like I'm like You're shook. I was bro, wait, like do you understand? Like I altered those words and the speed at which I did it, that means Whatever, whatever that feeling was, I'd been so deep in my psyche. It'd mm. been buried so deep. And then I started to trace it and I realized that like, 
I had been conforming to like people's idea of me. Mm-hmm. It started off like everyone was ah, not fine boy, light skin guy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it just created personas around me. And I'm just like, you know, in my mind at the time I was like, beggy, if that's what they think, no wala. Mm-hmm. So I was just letting it there. But unknown to me was the more I was just ignoring it, the more I was playing that role. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. I was playing that role. I was playing that role. You're to, believing it. Yes. I wasn't fighting it because I was like, man, anything anybody thinks, I don't give a flip, you know what I mean? It's like, I know I'm not that guy. But mm-hmm. then, at the point when I made that statement, I realized that I had become that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Consciously, like, subconsciously, I had become that guy. Maybe in, in, on the surface, it looks like I was, in my mind, I was a bit woke or something. But I was just like, bro, you don't even know anything. Mm-hmm. You don't even know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can you do anything, you know what I mean? So, because of that, I became super curious. I wanted to learn. I wanted to know. I and I made and I, I made a decision that day. I would never feel this lonely again mm. about myself. Mm. And mm. that is what has driven me. It's like I don't do. I'm not driven by money. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like money. I like the good things. But what drives me is that like uh, drive to prove to myself that like there's more to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, than how I look. And what I have, yeah. how I sound, mm-hmm. all those tangible things that like the world tends to like use as yardsticks to, to judge yeah. how well we're doing. Or no, for me, it's more about like living some form of mark, something that I will be remembered for that would outlive. Because you know what, you know when when I started think about it, it's like when you think about like the people you truly love, you never see them when in your thoughts. What you do is you feel them. Mm. Like you feel yeah. that because like when you when when you when you love something or you love someone is the physical appearance doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. The person becomes faceless. Yeah. It's now a feeling. Yeah. When you think about it, it's a feeling when you think about your family, your mm-hmm. loved ones, you can't really picture their faces if mm-hmm. you if you if you're being honest. Yeah. It's a feeling. You know what I mean? The idea of them. It's the idea of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I was just like, so this physical form that I have been boxed into, not just by society, but by me allowing society box me into. It's not tangible. It's not long lasting. You know what I mean? And then I started to think about like, if truly I believe that um, I'm a child of God creating his own image and likeness, mm. then who am I? I can't just be this. Yeah. There has to be more to me. So I went in search of knowledge. And one of the first things for a person that's lost, one of the easiest things to hold on to is religion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that I, is it, yeah. It's religion. And I got so intense in, in, in religion. Mm. I um, I used to go to church like three times a week. I used to read my Bible. I used to pray. I even used to preach. Mm. Surprisingly. And I remember like all my friends were so surprised. I feel like the transition was, it was a, it was a real transition. You know what I mean? Even my mom... Because my mom has always been <laughs> concerned about like my mental state. Mm-hmm. Because like she's, I think she's always wanted to read me as much as she could. Yeah. And I don't know if I've really given her the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> that satisfaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But generally, like I'm, I don't think I'm the easiest person to to read. It's like if you not if you don't if you don't have one on ones with me, it's mm-hmm. so easy to have misconceptions yeah. about me. Yeah. So. I guess that's even from, from, from my childhood. That was one of the reasons why my parents always wanted to, to take me to more controlled environments because they feel, they feel like 
they felt like, okay, even if we don't know what he can do, there are just limits to what he can do. Yeah. Because of the environment. Yeah. Said. So, yeah, and then, so this, the whole journey with like spirituality, first of all, it wasn't, it wasn't about anything in particular. It was just a quest to know. I started all. I just wanted to know. I wasn't reading books at the time. And then it's just funny how once you make, a, I realized once you make a decision is the universe confirms. Mm. The universe started to bring people to me. I remember I met, uh, I met uh, a friend of mine. She's one of, she, she probably doesn't even know the, you know, the impact she had mm. in my life. It's, so I met her when I was just, just transitioning to the phase where I'm trying to, and then she, we had a conversation once. And this was the point when I had so many questions. So, like, most of my questions, most of my conversations were question-driven. And then, so we're having a conversation, she just looks at me, she's like, do you read? I was like, I don't really read. I don't like to read my books. And she mm. was like, you have a mind of someone that reads. Mm. And I'm like, uh, she was like, maybe you should read. And I was like, okay. What do you think I should read? Mm. And then she said, there's a book I want you to read. But not just yet. Mm. Like, not just yet. I'm going to give you a couple of books. I was like, but before she, before she was doing that, like another cousin of mine became close and he gave me a book called Emotional, Emotional Intelligence. And it, um, that book kind of made me numb-ish. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it was just talking about how to literally let your emotion take the back seat. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I never really had a problem with, to be honest. Like, I could detach myself. But then, now I was understanding it from a deeper perspective. Like, why it's necessary. Yeah. 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 So, there's a bit more, it's a bit more deliberate. Yeah. And because of how deliberate it was, it, it could have come off as cold. But the, the luck I had at the time was, I then started being religious as well. You know what I mean? So there was a religious dumbing down of that. Okay. So, the, so the fact that I was, I was trying to be religious as well, reading my Bible, mm-hmm. heavy, I was heavy on like programs because like it was just like wisdom based. I was mm-hmm. obsessed with like wisdom based and quotes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. And then after I read that book, so my, the, the friend that I met, she gave me a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. It's all small stuff. Because mm-hmm. then I think she could tell like I was restless. Like, you know what I mean? Just had too many questions. Still mm-hmm. trying to find myself. You know what I mean? She saw through me. <laughs> she <laughs> tried, like she, your mom. <laughs> yeah. She saw through me. She saw through me. Yeah. She, she, she <clears throat> I felt like she was God sent, I swear. She mm. saw through me. So she gave me that book. She gave me another book. But the book she wanted me to read was Conversations with God. Mm. I don't know. The, don't know who, you know, Walsh. Mm. And that book changed Oh yeah, yeah. I remember once, like I, I got so addicted to the book. I remember the first time I was reading it. I was, um, I was working, mm. and um, I was in open office, and like I couldn't openly read it during work hours. Yeah. And I'll just be so, I'll just go to the toilet to read it. And I remember one time I was sitting in the toilet, and then it was, and then there was a line. I can't remember how it goes. It's like, if you're reading this right now, it's because of some questions that you had. I almost fainted. I literally shit. almost fainted in the top. Shit. You know what I mean? Shit. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. hit me. Like it was speaking to you directly. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. It hit me like I'm just like, yo. And because of how 
I'd gotten to the point that like I was really not paying too much. I wasn't like I wasn't paying too much attention to my physical side, but I was paying attention to like other sides of me. Mm. So things like I was more in tune to pick up on those kind of things more. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was more alert in that regard. Like maybe if it was the old me, mm-hmm. I was like, what's the only me? I mean, you know what I mean? But that me at that time that read that book mm-hmm. and read that line at that very exact moment, it just I, I remember sitting there like my hair is literally stood on my body. I'm not really I'm not hairy at all, so it's not from a lot of hair style. I can re- I can yeah, tell yeah. you how it feels. Yeah, when just you know what I mean. For me, yeah. like so, I started to read that book. But then it's like what Donald Walsh was trying to say is that like, mm. and that's that's that brings us to what we're really talking about in terms of like um, religion versus spirituality one of the things one of the one of the things that really struck me was he was talking about the ten commandments and talking about free will mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's and, and and there was a gist about like okay so if you really have free will how can you have ten commandments you know what I mean yeah. you know, how can you have free will and still have things you have to yeah but then he, he he breaks it down and says like it's not even about you're looking at it wrongly mm-hmm. it's not even ten commandments that you must obey to God you know what in all reality, it is ten commitments you would make to yourself because if you want your best, your better self, it's like most of those things on that commandment list you wouldn't do. Yeah. Because if you understand the the law of karma and the law of like energy and consequences and stuff like that, you realize that like in all honesty, it's like these are not particularly commandments. It's almost like on some level spiritual laws for that would help you. That'd be common sense. That yeah. should not kill. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> in essence is we are part of a whole. Mm-hmm. And if you start to look at yourself in isolation to the rest of the world, you're missing out. You're not... If you re- That's why when, when you talk about the Ten Commitments, mm. it's not about the benefit it has to you just directly. If you realize that you're part of the whole, you understand that like these Ten Commitments... To not just you, but to society and everything around you, it's mm. for your own good because you are part of this whole system. Yeah, and not in isolation. Like, don't think that like, oh, your the consequences of your actions are just for you. Yeah. No, they're not yeah. for you. It's like your actions would affect the lives of so many other people. You might not yeah. see it directly, but it would. You know, and when you, when you say it like that, right? You look at some of the I think the first three or four laws. Particularly the one that says, thou should not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. If you look at it as a singular commandment, it seems, ah, they're saying, ah, we should not enjoy ourselves, we should not, not do that. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it from what you just yeah. said now, it's like, it's, 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 it doesn't just affect you. Yo, it's not you about, know? Yeah, it's not about you. Yeah, it's, it's not, not it's about, about you. It's, it's, it's about like realizing that like you are part of a wider, a more bigger thing. Mm. You know what I mean? So, first of all, it's like, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't sell yourself too short. Yeah. Because you're equally as important as you are unimportant. Yeah. It's weird, right? <laughs> Trying to like make sense of that. Yeah. You know? Equally as important as you are unimportant because at the end of the day, it's like, you drop today, life goes on. Yeah. And then it's like, and, and also as well, what, what you're thinking about life in terms of time and space, time and space are constructs for your physical being. Yeah. Your spirit is not doesn't conform to, yeah. yeah, doesn't conform to time, man. Like, that's why some, some other religions will believe in like reincarnation and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Depends on how deep you want to think about it. Mm-hmm. But you have to believe that, like, dude, the first time you existed is not in this human form. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not the last you exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? So basically, what I feel 
so what, what what that book really just opened my mind to is is the fact that like we started to like pay too much attention to a means yeah and forgetting that it's just a means mm. not the end itself yeah Spirituality is supposed to be like a um, religion is supposed to be like a gateway to spirituality, yeah. not spirituality itself. Yeah. You know I mean? So if you if you overfocus on the means, it's very easy for you to lose the plot. Yeah. You know what I mean? You but, start you start to forget why you're doing something and you're focusing on what you're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like you let's just use bodybuilding for instance. It's like you're built you're building to get fit yeah. and then you now start to neglect the fitness part and then you're now so focused on the bodybuilding that you're not even realizing that like now you're building in a way that you're probably endangering yourself mm-hmm. because now you're not even looking at the end goal again you're just so hell-bent you're just so caught up in the process that like you are forgetting that this is just a journey that you're on mm. I mean you're so just so they're just so caught up and you just want to I mean so for me, it's like one of the things I've started uh, that, that you all made me start to think about is um, in terms of let me even just understand what this end journey is. I mean, I remember reading something and they said like the essence of life is to so basically this whole human experience is yeah. to remember or some level rejoin. So basically remember or rejoin however you want to look at look at it is being able to through your life experiences and like the universe will present you with different moments that would shed light on who your what your true essence is mm. if you are t- like and the, the whole aim of this your life um, life experience is to be conscious enough and be present enough in all these experiences that at the end of the day all these experiences that you embark would help you Remember that you are truly part of the whole. You don't exist in isolation. Like mm. there are so many different experiences in your life that if you, if when you start to look back at them, you start to see, ah, they always have a way of bringing you down to earth, reminding you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because even the good and the bad is never in isolation. Yeah. When you're getting like um, credits for great things done, it's never because you did great things that just have benefited you. It's because you did great things that benefited the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one is ever, no one will give you an award for making a pair of shoes for yourself. Yeah. True. But you can get an award for a best designer when you make shoes that millions of people came to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you start to realize, when you start to look at things, and like all these things, they sound really trivial, but if you look at it in in a deeper context, you realize that like, man, it's not. It's always the trivial things. Yes. It's all those things. That hold the biggest weight. Because let me tell you what it is. It's, It's like, it's like foundation. You know what I mean? It's the least pretty part of construction. Yeah. But it's literally the most effective. It's on the ground. It's solid. It's hidden. You can't really see it. Yeah. But it's the bedrock of whatever it is. It's like breathing. Breathing is so automatic. You forget it happens. But you forget that breathing is life. You know? So now the, 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 the idea is to become more mindful of your breathing. That's why we have like mindfulness and yes. all these things, meditation. Yeah. To remember to breathe. To, to be conscious while you breathe. To really take in energy yes. like the air properly. It is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me is how I start how I started to see um religion based on all these things is um 
it made me super curious about religion itself. Mm-hmm. In as much as I like, I, I, I realized the end goal being spirituality. And I started to like, okay, let me just try and understand the journey part of it, the, yeah. the process of achieving spirituality. Yeah. And, and then it took me back again. When I told you that I, I was in church in um, Covenant and then the pastor said that non-Christians will literally go to hell. Yeah. And then I remember like, I, I became friends with a Muslim family and like literally they were like the best human beings I've ever, one of the best human beings I've ever met. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I remember one day going home mm-hmm. from their house, and I'm just thinking and that, and I just remember what that guy said about like, literally these people going to hell because they don't believe in Jesus. Yeah. In Jesus. And I'm just like, God, is this really possible? Can these people, this good, like literally good people, like the love they showed me, they even care well whether I was Christian or not, like the way they embraced me. Mm. And I'm like, it, 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 it can't be. Like, it can't, like, your religious beliefs cannot be a death sentence. Mm. You know what I mean? It can't just be because, like, you're born into a religion, you believe one thing. It can't just, it, it can't be. Especially because it's like a lottery. Yeah. You don't decide yes. what religion yes. you get into. So yes. how can God yeah. punch you I was, for I was that? like, it, it, can't, it can't, it definitely can't be. Like, no, Jack, mm. no. Got curious, you know what I mean? Started to like read up on religion. Yeah. And like so many different. And then what you start to find is like all these religions have similar stories, similar backbone stories. Yeah. The amount of religions that have the same tenant as Christianity, yeah. you'd be surprised. The amount of religions that have, especially like Asian, um, Egyptian religions that have the story of the Messiah being born to a virgin woman. Yeah. Is at least five to six, yeah. at least, and this is I'm just putting it. I don't, I don't want to say numbers, but I'm not sure. But I know mm-hmm. at least six. Yeah, at least. It's so interesting. Like people say, people are very f- skeptical about Islam, but funny enough, like Islam is more um, accepting of Jews and Christians as real religions. And Christians and Jews are accepting of Islam. That is fact. Yeah. You know I mean? Islam believes um, that Jesus Christ is a prophet, mm. and he was. They still believe in his immaculate conception as well. Mm-hmm. They believe he was born like Mary was a virgin. They believe yeah. that, but what they don't believe is that Jesus is the Son of God. God. Right, right. They believe that Jesus is a prophet, and they say when Jesus said there was a son after me, mm. that is Muhammad. Mm. Mm. But um, Christians believe it's the Holy Spirit. Mm, doing your homework, man. Yeah. Oh. I was I was fascinated by religion, like I like the whole the Eastern then Eastern religions fascinate me as well because Eastern religions are centered around, around enlightenment, and that's what we we're talking when I was saying earlier about how um, what's it called? How um, people tend to rally around people that find some level of enlightenment. Yeah. That's how like Buddha. Cool, yeah. I mean, Even Jesus, right? Yeah. Jesus was fucking enlightened for his time. Yeah, right? yeah. He that's, knew things. Yeah, even like even even John the Baptist. Mm. You know what I mean? And 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 Christ, Christianity is um and another thing that I, that makes me laugh as well is like when you get into conversations of people talking about how Christianity is um they try to make Christianity sound like the most um Innocent of religion, like because like making it seem like Islam is very bad because of the bloodshed. Mm. And I tell you, do your homework. 
<laughs> if you know the blood has been shed in the name of Christianity, oh man, oh man, you'll be, you'll be, you, 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 you just shut up. Oh you know what man, I mean? you yeah. shut up. You know what I mean? You shut up. Like the oppression. Like no other, no other religion. Like it will take a while for Islam to catch up. Actually, because um, Christianity was especially like when um, Constantine made it like the official Roman Empire um, Empire religion. Mm. It had to be enforced. Yeah. Yeah. That's and even within religion, even within Christianity as well. When before Pentecostals were able to practice, they were dying for their faith. Yeah. You know, they were dying for their faith. But you know what is so interesting when you when you really look at this thing is one of the greatest issues that um, Christianity had at the time was the fact that Christianity wanted to control information. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That was one of their greatest obsessions. Mm. And, 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 and this is the reason why they, because when they say knowledge is power, it's no joke. Yeah. And, but no knowledge in itself is. The truth. Yeah, no, but see, it's one thing to know something, mm-hmm. yeah, but if you don't apply it, it's not the most productive thing in the world. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's, it's knowledge, and that's why it's, it's, there's this geology that always play hand in hand. Um, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Yeah. And I mean, knowledge is the the know-how, mm. and wisdom is the understanding, the why. I mean, understanding is like knowing how everything comes together. Mm-hmm. Then wisdom is the ability to know how to deploy it. Finish. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it's in as much as there was no guarantee that the people would apply this wisdom, but what they found is like the people would be less controllable. If yeah. If they know. If they know. So like, like in, in, in the early days, it's like, um, the, the scripture was in Latin. Mm. I mean, and it was only the elites that could read it. And that kind of gave them some form of like clout over the common man, mm. made the common man more controllable. Yeah. And gave the elites larger than life character. And that's where the priests were doubling as rulers, mm. spiritual rulers and physical rulers as well. That's, that's why the Pope had so much power. Yeah. Oof. Man, the Pope was running things. He was running things now. Like, wars were fought. Even, like, King Henry VIII had to, like, break because he wanted to marry another woman. Yeah. It's like, Pope, you know what I mean? I ain't messing with you again if you don't want me to. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and so, what I'm, what I'm just saying, in essence, is, like, if, if you understand what I'm, what, what I'm really trying to say, is, like, the focus shouldn't be on all this, on religion, per se, because religion mm. is man-made. Yeah. I mean, because even even Jesus Christ, like let's be like the Christ, Christianity that we know today, mm. did not happen ten years after Jesus Christ died. Yeah. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It happened years and years. The organized religion that we know today did not happen. The most, the, the greatest conveyor of the Christian faith never met Jesus face to face. Apostle Paul. Yeah. He wrote so many books of the Bible, but he never met Jesus face to face. A lot of the books that were written in the Bible, a lot of the books that made it to the Bible was specially chosen in terms of the way they wanted the Christian faith to be communicated. The modern Christian faith, yeah. it was it was carefully picked. They had hundreds of years to prepare. Yeah. How yeah. they wanted to run yeah. religion, yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's like it was getting so popular and Constantine just thought about it. And, and his mom was a devout Christ follower. Mm-hmm. She was like really, um, yeah. So, and they started to convert all around the Roman Empire. Started to con- convert all the temples to 
I mean, yeah. to consolidate it because the thing about the Roman, the Romans learned really early was for them to be able to control for the strength of their empire, they had to be a unique voice, a unique communication, mm-hmm. a unique, like, it had to be one voice. Yeah. I mean, at first they were allowing like everyone practice their own religion. I mean, but then mm-hmm. when they, when they conquer you, they were like, like initially the Jews were doing their thing. Everyone was Jews, even Jesus Christ. The Romans, they didn't want to get involved with them, um, the, with, um, the fight between the Jews and, um, Jesus Christ and his new message that time. That's why, what's the name of, uh, Pontius Pilate. Yeah. He, wa- he washed his hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they do, they, it's like, I don't see what is happening here. Like, okay, if you guys really want to kill him, my hand and my leg, no day. Yeah, I see this guy, uh, no get problem. No get problem. If you guys want to kill yes. him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting about like the, I remember I was, I was watching something and they were talking about how um, Jesus Christ and what people don't, what, what, what you want to, what you have to understand about religion is Religion is like a, like an idea that can, once it starts to germinate, there's nothing you can do about it. And every religion or something, they have a, they have a platform or a moment where everything starts to tip. Um, there's a book I read by um, Donald, no, Malcolm Gladwell that talks about tipping points. Um, you know, tipping point is the point where the water starts to fall. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And for Christianity, that moment was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was the moment that Christianity, the Jesus story exploded. Even if you, if you, if you, if you read the Bible and you look at the stories, the Jews, there was a prophecy already Mm. to raise on the third day. That's why they sent Roman soldiers to block the tomb because they didn't want a situation where either by divine thing or the followers of Jesus who make this thing look like it, they tried to stop because they knew mm. that one, if this thing happens like this, it's finished. Wildfire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's so like every, if you, if you look deep, every religion has that platform moment where everything starts to tip. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, what that, what that kind of tells you in, at the essence is for me, what I, what I, what I deduce from that is it's deeper than, than, um, that particular idea expanding or evolving. You know what I mean? It's, it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Because at every point in time, there's a potential for one new idea to tip. But what is remaining constant is the power of the universe, of this ultimate being, regardless of how every religion has decided to make their own story tip. Mm-hmm. Something still comes back to the fact that like there's something, even when science is trying to explain the creation story, you know what I mean, is people will say Christians would um Christianity will explain the why. Mm. Science is just explaining the how. Yeah. It's like when they say, oh, when they say Jesus um let there be light and like everything happened. All these things could have happened in a split second. But like what science is telling you in terms of it forming physically is the big bang that happened. Mm. But mm, 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 mm. what Christianity is saying is, yeah, the Big Bang is because the creationist story from the Bible is. I think I think the Big Bang is more like scientists trying to explain in an instant what, what happened. happened. Yeah, but then the creation story is trying to tell you 
what the details of a big bank entail in yeah, terms of what in a, in a, in, a, in a more holistic sense. Yeah, not zooming into each process. Yeah, I mean, because like science is trying to zoom into each process, trying to explain each little detail. But yeah. what what the creation story is trying to explain to you is like, okay, forget about these little little details. Mm. This is a holistic picture of this is what this supernatural being God intended. Bah. I mean, so at the end of the day, it's like it's it's just for me. Is is everyone is just fighting a battle that doesn't really make any sense. If you're trying to fight, scientists trying to fight Christians, Christians trying to fight Muslims, Muslims trying to fight. At the end of the day, we all we all belong. We're all the same mm-hmm. people. We're all the same. And then I feel also as well as like one of the things that um, spirituality, um, Christianity, or religions are is it's almost like people with with, with common fears coming together to find a way to address these fears, address, mm. to have answers. So like one of the greatest things that made um, all those early Christianity a, a, a bang as well is what happens after life? Other religions have been struggling with the answer for a while. And Christians were the first one, like um, one of the first um, monodeity religions that came up with like uh, life after death, the heaven hell concept. Yeah. I mean, ancient Egyptian religions, you see when they create tombs and they'll do paintings and like they'll tell you this one will move through these dragons to get to the... There was just so many, but Christianity gave it a more do and don't, heaven or hell. Yeah. I mean, it was a more straightforward concept. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you finally assimilate it. By the time, it was it was tough too because like people used to... Because if, 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 if you go to countries like um, places like India, it's even like Hindus, like they have... Bear gods, so many different gods for so many different things. God of corn, so many different things. Yeah, you know what I mean. So God of cow. <laughs> so yeah. you, in essence, what it what it really is is um, it's just it's just everyone just trying to find a story that helps calm their fears. That's why you see people move from religion to religion because first of all, you can be Christian and like this Christian story suits what you where you want to live. It's yeah. nice. It's jolly. Then there's a point where it's no longer giving you answers. Mm. You now search because even within churches, you, you especially in this Nigeria now, when like where um, religion and miracles are now like almost synonymous, so people are constantly looking for the next miracle-based yeah. church. Yeah. So they're looking for church, 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 church. Because the, the thing about that kind of stuff is, this kind of people will never find a church. They'll, this search will continue because what they're looking for is the wrong thing. Yeah, and it's not within them. Yeah, it's not. It's they're not, looking for someone yeah, to wow them. Yeah, no, but everything they need is within. Like every single, and, and that's why one of the things I really found fascinating about like your approach, mm. the young God, like I feel like you truly grasp the fact that like in your own right, you know what I mean? Mm. Like you are, you are creative, mm. you're a creative force, mm. you know what I mean? And then we, we, it's just because of, it's almost, it's almost for lack of a better word, it's just laziness that make us relinquish that power to other people mm. or let religion be the the, the, the sole guide yeah. of it's, it's laziness because you don't want to truly harness all these things that you have already mm-hmm. you know I mean so you're looking up to someone that's been able to do it yeah. because you can't knock the fact that religious leaders are very usually very enlightened 
because you can't you can't yeah. you can't um, obviously lead people in that way without being enlightened without knowing things you know, I mean? yeah. you know what I mean and it's not enlightened from a knowledge or based perspective it's from a spiritual perspective mm. even if you want to think about the dark arts or whatever you want to call anything it's always a sense of understanding the power yeah. of your mind and your spirit and the creative force that it has mm. so they, they are able to to wield these powers and then they show you and it's like magic and they're not telling like you know what if you pay your tithe you can assess this yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean if you come to church every sunday yeah, you, you can, can assess this small small every day yeah. we'll, give you we'll just be giving you those yeah. you know, <laughs> but then the, what i what i say is like you don't need to go to church because you you already have access to it you know, as, as you said, uh, people go to church because they're looking for something. They're lost or they're looking for something, mm-hmm. you know. And I always say that I, I don't go to church for the same reason I don't go to the hospital when mm-hmm. I'm healthy. I feel like I have a relationship with God that gets me through the day. I don't need to, I don't need to tell what I already know about mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and about my own values when it comes to to God and maybe the Bible. Like I've read the Bible, like just like you, I've done my, my reading. I know exactly mm. what I've taken that makes sense to me and the mm. ones that I'll leave behind, you know? Because even, even the Bible tells you, you have to question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to question because, it, 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 and, and I love how you said that because it's, it's you have to internalize it. Mm. You have to internalize it. Because let me tell you what it is. It's like, even, it's like your eyesight. There's no two set of human beings that have identical eyesight. Yeah. No, it's not about, like, the, the colors you see, the shades you see, we both see it differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's why, like, you, you can't just take everything. Like, so, so, for instance, now, I'll tell you how I see. When, like, when I listen to preachers, mm-hmm. is what I take from them is, oh, this is an interesting perspective mm-hmm. to this thing, you know? Mm. But then me, I find my own perspective. Yeah. If it aligns, it aligns. It's yeah. possible for it to align. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't just take it just because it says as fact because you know what I mean. Because obviously me, I can do my own reading too now. Yeah. You know what I mean. Me, I can read now, and I can even like, I can even preach. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. If I package like what I've read well enough and like I say it and I give it a good story, yeah. because at the end of the day, if you. <laughs> If you, if you really follow religion and Christianity and the way it was, is um, it, it's because of the way society now is that um, back in the day is because of like how limited the amount of different the human activities were. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is there was a very strong tie between religion and states. Yeah. It, it was it was hard to shake off religion from states. Yeah. You know what I mean? Religion was governing governing yeah. state activities. The church was governing yeah, state. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So. What what happened? What just that? Now is there's a lot more activities. I mean, a lot more things that separate religion from states. Mm. So religion right now is, in as much as is, it's still powerful, but it's not as it's more manipulative now because um, back then it's like people were more curious. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. more curious because I'm telling you if the way the world is now if the Bible if the Bible was in Latin and they said only a few people could read it people would be very comfortable just being told what the Bible is yeah I mean but back then it was different because it's sometimes eh, the more you know or the more you think you know can most likely hinder how much you would eventually know yeah because 
there's some complacency that comes with an alleged belief of the knowledge base you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. If you know too much, you don't need to know more. Yeah. That's what happened to us because a lot of the questions that we think that we have have been answered. Yeah. So we're not even, we're not even, th- we don't understand that like it's not like, the way it has been answered in that time was was time based. It was based on time. On the context of the yeah. of the culture. Yeah, 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 like you have to. It's 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 constantly changing. Like if if you want to read the Bible, read all these religious books as a fact based thing, you lose the point because let me tell you, most of the stories, even in terms of like the way the stories were written, it's not literal. Mm. Religious books are not literal. It's not like. Say you an eye for an eye. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. It's there's there's there deeper meanings that like would would resonate with every individual differently. Or, on, or turn the other chick. Yeah, you know and I mean yeah. it resonates with with individuals differently. Mm. You know what I mean, and then you have to learn that like at some at some point you have to take responsibility for what you understand. Yeah, you have to take responsibility. Like it's not it's not anyone's um it's nothing more dangerous than a close spirit. Nothing goes in, nothing comes out. <laughs> yeah, nothing goes in, nothing comes out. The most Interesting thing about this all, the most mature part of you is your spirit. It's the mm. oldest part of you. Yeah. The other, like, the other parts of your being are a function of this lifetime. My, my confidence and my self-belief isn't in anything that I am physically. Bro. Bro, in the spirit. This, see, was it thing like this? Yeah. But nothing, life is nothing again. Bro, see, bro, as I did, like this, yeah. I'm that guy that you have as a friend that you can take me to any kind of space. Take me to the slums. I'll blend. Take me to the elite, the cream de la cream. I will. Because for me, eh, is I'm not a function of either of these spaces that we just mentioned. I mean, I'm not, that's not, like, someone I remember one time, someone was asking me, I, I, like, why is it that, like, I just always feel comfortable anyway? I said, first of all, let me just tell you one thing that I really believe. I believe I'm a child of God. Mm. And I believe the universe, the world, is my father's house. Mm. So I don't see why I'd be uncomfortable in my father's house. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't see why I'd be uncomfortable in my father's house. And bro, what you just described is called self-possession. Self-possession is the state of mind where you are, you have like gotten over the need for using self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You know what self self-esteem is actually when you base your self sense of self on other people's opinion of you. Yeah. So basically with every compliment or every insult, your self-esteem is regulated based on that. Oh, do you know what you know? It's so it's sorry, it's so funny that like mm-hmm. I, I was reading something recently. It was talking about how like you shouldn't be regulated by compliments or criticism. Like if you if you let every single thing that anybody says affect you and your sense of self, yeah, you'll be turning so many pieces before you know what's happening. Because every single person has a unique perspective on things, mm-hmm. and you might fall on either side mm. of their perspective. Yeah. You might fall on the good side or the bad side. So it's not a function of you. Mm. That's what you have to learn. Mm. People's perspective. On you, off you. It's not. It's not. It's not about you. Mm. Is perception? They, you know what they say. Perception governs reality. Yeah. And it, when when they say it, like it sounds like. Uh, but what it is is like it's not like perception governs reality because perception is how reality is viewed. Yeah. 
It's like the lens through which reality is viewed. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now, what happens is there's nothing like reality, if you ask me. There's nothing, there's not a general consensus on what reality is. Everybody's reality is different. Mm-hmm. Everyone, every single individual's reality is different. Do you know how crazy it is? Like, uh, uh, like twins that come out from the same womb, literally almost the same time, mm. and they don't even think alike. They don't even view the world the same way. But do you know what it is? Do you know why we think that this thing? It, it's society. Society is that construct that we find a collective, an average of everybody's voice and create a voice that is conducive to say, to speak. Mm-hmm. That's why if you see like society has been evolving over time with like our, our sense of what reality is and what is important is changing. Even between the last, since the whole corona thing happened and the lockdown is like, what is, we're having a, a shift in terms of what is more important mm-hmm. to us. I mean, the things that like we used to hold dear, mm. like starting to change. What is more important now? It's like, you know what I mean? And then that's what they'll tell you. It's like, dude, society is never going to be the same. People, people say, oh, I can't wait for it to get back to normal, man. There's no normal. Yeah, I mean, there's no normal. As long as there's free will, there's no normal. Mm. There's not, like, they can't, there's nothing like, I don't believe in when they say, oh, this man is not normal, this man is normal, this man is crazy. I remember I read a book once called, uh, I think it was Paulo Pio, Veronica Wants to Die. But basically, just talking about how she was so depressed. And then it boiled down to Veronica's inability to express herself. And, and, and she, when, while she was struggling, she was trying to express herself within the constructs of society. But she's not. She's not like she, this. She's not a function of society. Like, and she, she, she had to learn. So, like, everybody, I think everybody has to learn that, like, you're not, like, a function of society. You know what I mean? It's like, in, on the other hand, society is a function of you in, as part of a collective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of things are happening mm-hmm. because a lot of people are agreeing with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is why it is what it is. But a lot of people don't even know that they are part of it, too. They yeah. don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know. And that's why they don't know that they have a say in it. Mm. Mm. They don't know they have a say in it. One of the things that tries to like express people's say in things is democracy. But it's flawed because right. of the human construct involved. Yes. Democracy is used in a sense that it is used to control the people that do not understand the deeper workings of things to conform to a particular idea and make it the idea. But it's not necessarily the idea because at the end of the day, it's like when you're, when you're, when you're between parties that you don't really, um, trying to pick between two parties that you don't really believe in any of them. You know what I mean? So you're being forced to conform to one or the other. Like either way you lose. Yeah. So I felt like the, one of, one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you is one of the things that's really been like, um, hitting me now is like I feel like it's time for us to like skip all these physical constructs. You know what I mean? Let's skip skip that. I mean let's strip everything down to reality in terms of your own reality. 
stop trying to like create a general reality. You know what I mean? Fix your own shit first. Yeah? Yeah. Fix your own shit first now. Mm-hmm. And then trust me, just imagine if everybody was thinking right, everyone was happy within themselves. How would this world be? Bro, that is the question. That's, I'm telling you, how would this world be? Because I read, I was reading something that made me feel this. Like sometimes you see some people go have a go at you. I feel sorry for them because I know there's, there's pain in there. So much pain, like, and this manifestation that is happening is not a function of me. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I just happen to be a canvas that you can express this pain at this point in time. But at the same time, it's like the issue isn't even the canvas right now, it's the paint. And what are you trying to paint? You're trying to paint the paint. They're trying, it's, like, it's a call for help. Mm. People, people lash out, like teenagers mm. lash out because they want to be heard. They feel they're not understood. Mm. That's why they lash out. You know what I mean? And like people still because they they, they don't have and because they, they fear that like that is the only way we can get. You know what I mean? Like even sometimes think politicians and like if you if you really know like on some of you won't feel sorry for them as well because it's like for you to feel that you need to steal this much money, yo, I feel bad for you, bro. Yeah. I feel bad for you. You know what I mean? Like so I feel like right now it's like yeah. the question is is it's not about brother, yeah? It's not about trying to fix the world right now. This whole this whole thing that has happened has forced us to look inward. And it's it's continuously forcing us. That's why like it, it feels like it doesn't want to end because like we don't want to get what we're meant to get from this moment. Mm. It's forcing us to stay fucking excuse me, put. Bro, stay put. You know what I mean? Stay put and listen. Because, guy, the issues that you're looking for, the answers can only be addressed from the inside out, Mm. not the outside in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about what you're... And the energy just starts from there. Yes, and from there it would. Yeah, because when you're trying to do best for yourself, it means that, that by proxy... You're doing better for others. The people that you fuck with, you work with, you you, you love, yeah, have sex. Guy, like you can you can get away with anything in this world as far as if your head is right. Bro, see. Like there's no, there's no such thing as a toxic relationship or toxic friendship or, you know, there's no, like, you attract what you are. Yeah. You think about when you start making, you know, these, these changes in your life, how that amazing girl came. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I swear to God, guy, it happens like that. When I start getting my shit together, all kinds of people that are like, yeah. we're on that same journey or yes. we're, we're just coming my way. Bro, see, the, 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 the thing about it is, the beautiful thing about it is, why I appreciate um, what you're doing is, um, people need to have more conscious conversation. And I'll tell you this is, the world is very favorable to some set of people mm. right now. The set of people that have understand, reached enlightenment and have refused to use it for mankind. But instead, they've decided to use it to enrich themselves. So it's always perfect for them. And this world, and like, it's not even, no, it's not even like it's today. That is why from the onset is, um, religious leaders have always tried to hoard information They've always tried to hold information in terms of not letting everybody have access. 
because if the if everyone has has access, there won't be any segregation, and segregation is what gives them the ability to amass so much power. Because if you that's 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 what I, that's why I say the focus should be spiritual. Because one of the reasons why the world is like this before is because we are all there's so many different things that are trying to divide us because we're focusing on those things. Mm. So there's religion, there's tribe, there's, mm. com- there's race, even within tribe. There's, then also, there's different like cults within cults. Oh, there's Manu fans, there's Chelsea fans, there's even between Manu fans, there's ah, the people that like Marshall, <laughs> people that don't like Marshall. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's, and it, it makes us more controllable. It makes, from a commercial perspective, it gives the people selling stuff to us an opportunity to sell a variety of things. You know what, guy? We live in a, we live in a world where money has taken over, and the drive to 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 make money has taken over. So, when people are looking at doing stuff, they're not looking at how much substance or what value is it. Is how much is it going to fetch me? You know what I mean? Even when the governments are investing on what they're investing on, some governments don't even invest because they, they want money. They want to pocket all the money yeah. as well. So basically what is happening right now is everybody is just... We're just, we're just moving like hellish chickens right now. Mm. And what I think this period is trying to do for us is trying to help put our head back on our heads. Just like, okay, just stop. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, just I get what stop. you mean. I get what you let me mean. just put this. Let me put like no, no. I, like I need to go outside. That's why it's just, just we just stop. Like was I, was I put this thing on you? You'd see. Yeah. But like no, you know what I mean. I get it. Yeah. And that's what I'm. That's that's why I felt like that's one of the reasons why I wanted to speak to you because I felt like the only way you can stop like that is when you realize that you are the God seal of your life. And mm-hmm. you are part of a wider story. And what, what the universe is trying to do right now is say, King, here's your crown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Forget all these things you're running outside to do. You know what I mean? Forget all these things. Like, build your castle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let the next man build his castle. Yeah. Let the next man build his castle. Mm-hmm. And let each castle trade and flourish. Because if each castle is good and each castle doesn't need to destroy the other to, to flourish, everything will be intact. Yeah. Everything will be intact. We'd realize that like everything we need is within our castle. Like every single thing we need to survive. But we, we, there was a time where the world was surviving based on trade and butter. Do you know how amazing that was? It's like, guy, you have a glass of water. Oh, I want tea. I have to. Okay, yeah, here's a glass of water. Give me tea. Mm. It's because everyone was sufficient enough to know that, like, if I give him a glass of water, I was, it doesn't mean I won't still have water. Mm. But then I can ask for have tea that I don't have. So it was the way the way it is, and that's the thing about karma is it's a give and take. Is affluence is flow, and flow is not one direction. Flow is the giving and the taking. Yeah. Giving and taking, yeah. The giving and the taking. It's not that karma is not just about dishing out and it's about receiving as well. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So right now is we need to just stop. That's what he's trying to get us to do. Mm. Stop. And just put on your crown. Accept that you are you are amazing. And start to manifest from that perspective. When you start to manifest from that perspective, it's like you're not caught up with all these things because then you realize that like, oh, it's, it's literally like, you wear glasses, yeah? Sometimes, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what it's like when there's a small smoke on your glass? Mm. Like, if you don't realize that like it's on there, you can be saying, oh, what's, what's happening here? Mm. But then the moment you take off your glasses and you clean it, yeah, and you put it back on, yeah. And you're like, oh shit, it's, this place is bright. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's what's supposed to happen right now. It's, yeah. There's a problem with our lenses. It's stained, it's tinted. From so much so just much. continuous yes. shit. So now it's like, dude, stop and clean it. Yeah. Let your perspective change. Your reality will change. Yeah. It's only fair, I guess, because if something like this can happen on a personal level in anybody's life, then why not, because why not the whole world itself? So imagine like the, the entire world going through like a bad year. The same way one person could just have a bad year where they maybe lost their job, then lost their boyfriend. They like, define themselves. Yeah. Through that. Yes. So this is what the world is going through as a whole this right what now. the world should be taken out of it. But the fact is that like everyone doesn't want to just accept the fact that first of all, like we have to deal with it personally and we have to mm. understand that like personally means also dealing with it collectively collectively yeah because what is happening is like you deal with it personally and it flows out and then affects the collective yeah. that's what's gonna happen like i feel like if, if everyone just has to realize like guy like you are enough you have enough mm-hmm. you know what i mean and from there you 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 interact with people in that same way mm. And the next man feels that way, interacts with the next man the same way. Mm. You know what I mean? Everyone is not trying to hold resources. Everyone is not trying to like grapple and just hide and just stalk. You know what I mean? Everyone is not trying to exploit. Mm. Like everything will be smoother. Mm. I think so. I truly believe so. Everything will be smoother. Like conversations will be smoother. You know what I mean? It was Because you have to, you have to, you have to go within. Like you have to search, search deep. And and for me is it's, it's it's not about the religious tenets or stuff like that. It's more about the spiritual elements. Mm-hmm. It's understanding that you're a three part being, and the singular, if you're going to say most important part of your being, is your spirit or your soul. If you're going to say the one that is more important, but the thing about it is like you are. A unique hybrid that every single part of your being is important in its own way. For you to be able to manifest mm. your spirit, you need. Mm. Yeah, but let me tell you, it's an analogy that. So how I see the whole human experience is, you're on a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a car, there's a passenger, and there's a driver. Mm. The car mm. is your body. Mm. The driver is your mind. The passenger is your soul. So now let your mind drive your body with your soul in it astray. Because at the end of the day, the destination is for the passenger, not for the driver or the car. And the passenger is who again? 
The passenger is your soul. Your soul, yeah. Your body is the car. Mm-hmm. Your mind is the driver. Your mind is the one that interprets yeah. what the body does. That's, that is it. But the soul That's a good one. is the passenger. Now, where the soul won't go? Last, last. Yeah. You know what I mean? The driver might be... Also, you have to take care of every other thing. You have to make sure the body's intact. It's mm. tip-top shape because it's a long journey, my brother. Yeah, oh, man. You know it's what I mean? Long journey, yeah. So the mind has to be awake. He has to be alert. He has to keep his eyes on the road. Yeah. But at the same time, he has to be attentive to the passenger because it's the passenger that knows where they are going. The direction. He's the one that knows. So the yeah, driver yeah, and the yeah. car can be doing this thing, but they'll end up in the wrong place. And who will suffer? The passenger. Because at that point, he has to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And that, in essence, is when your physical body dies and your mind shuts off. The only thing that remains at that point is your soul. So some other people believe that that soul will come back again and pick up a new mind and a new body. What I do know is when you hear something that you've never heard before that is so profound and your first reaction is, that is true. Mm-hmm. How do you know that is true? Something you've never heard before, but you know it. You just know. It's the first. It's the first time you feel you're hearing it, mm. but you know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the experience you've carried on from the that's, last. That's all I'll say about that. that. Last life. That's all I'll say about that. Because I, I don't really, but I know mm. that our souls. Mm. It's not your first time here. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, and, and that's why you hear their statements like old souls. That's like, you meet like, you, you meet like a young kid. Mm. And then this kid talks to you. Mm. And then you're just like, how old are you again? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then it's, 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 it's an ability. Let me tell you what it is. is in terms of creativity and, knowledge is is the fact that you you are judging everything based on knowledge he's not mm. he's not he's judging it based on understanding mm. and then when he speaks he might not know the details but he understands yeah. he understands yeah. and, and it's not a function of what happens to you is how you interpret, how you think about, how you experience what happens to you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, the, the wisest people are, are people that go to experiences with their eyes wide open. Like, it's not like, it's not a blur to them. They are conscious of, for instance now, they'll tell you footballers, they, they say like the, great, the greatest strikers are the guys that have the ability to pause time. When you just see some, some, like, some moments that when some players do, do something, like, you'll be thinking, like, how did he have so much time? Mm. But do you know what it is? Is it's an understanding of his ability, eh? everybody around him, and what needs to be done. Mm. So, regardless of who is coming here, he's not worried about you coming here. Because he knows that before you get here, he understands. He's never been in this situation before. Mm. This is all new. But he understands 
the interaction between using football as an analysis, the defender, his ability, mm. the goalie, and the goalpost. He just knows in that moment, he doesn't need to worry about every single one of those other things. All he needs to do is do him well enough. That's all that matters. And that is enough. And that is shit, and that is enough. Win or lose. Yeah. That is enough. And that is, that is, that is what. That's the good mentality right there, bro. That is, that is it. That is it, brother. Oh. I tell you. That is it. I, 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 I can, and that's I, what and that's what happens when you focus on yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can speak this way. Like I'm telling you, like mm. I've always been this guy. You know what I mean? I've always been this guy for a long time since I came to that phase. I told you, I've always mm. been this guy. But at the same time, it's like I've been in phases where I've been told to, I've been forced to dumb it down because mm. mm. I'm intense. Oh my guy. Like, I, feel, I, feel. You know I, mean? I know how I can get. I yeah, know. I mean, I'm like I could just. I'm not a fit like. I'm not a physical-based guy anymore. Mm. I'm not going to say I haven't been there. Mm. It's like people look at me and like, and think like, ah, this guy is probably one of the vainest guys you'd ever meet. You know what I mean? All these like, the clothes and everything. Yeah. Mm. It's just like, like, how I see it is, okay, the content is good. It's okay for the case to be good. Yeah. But I'm not saying, oh, the case must shine. Because I'm trying to to mask the inefficiency of the content. Yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. But whether the case is good or not, the focus on me is the content. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, why not make it a holistic package? Sure. You know what I mean? Have some fun with it. Man, I say it all the time. It's only show. It's only game. Enjoy it. Use it as you wish. Just like, just, just be. You just know what I mean? Do, just do be. your thing, man. You know I mean, like, like I remember, like when if it bangs, it bangs. If it doesn't, yeah, it people does. used to like ah, this guy. Like, I'll t- like, bro, I'm at home and I'll dress up alone. Mm. Like, it's not about any. Like, it's mm. not. That's that's what, like, and it makes me laugh when I when when people think like I'm like this vain. It's because I do it alone. Self, like if it's just me going to see me, or oh, I'm not even seeing me. Mm. It's just a feeling that I have. It's yeah. like if I, if I'm, if nine day, like I'm working from home, and like um, five days a week, I'll dress up like I'm leaving that door. I might not even step foot out of this door, but then there's a frame that I'm in from the, as long as I'm wearing those work based like clothes, mm. and then I'll shower and switch again. So yeah, so it's not a function of. It's, they say dress the way you want to be addressed. For me, I, I'm, I'm thinking about like I don't I don't see other things in just a physical form. Mm. Like when I when I say when I think about dress, I'm thinking about how is my mind dressed, how is my spirit dressed? Because at the same time, I'm <sighs> interacting on all these different levels every single time. But one of the things that one of the worst things that you can do is leave all those interactions to chance. You gotta be intentional. You gotta yeah, be deliberate. I'm telling you, the thing about being intentional is like is you have to be bold enough. Because the thing about being intentional can come off in so many different ways. It can come off as arrogant. Mm. It can come off as cocky. It can come off as manipulative. As selfish. As selfish. It can come off in so many different ways. But that is when you do it from a place of fear. Yeah. And it is perceived from a place of fear. Yeah. But if it's done from a place of love, chances of it being interpreted from a place of fear become slimmer. It's not yeah. like it's not possible, though. 
you will do things from from place of love and people will be, be afraid because it's either too good to be true and they get defensive. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like your own role is to do it from a place of love. Yeah. Whatever endeavor you're doing, if you're doing business, and like me, I'm in marketing communication, and like if 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 I'm gonna work with the business, first of all, I wanna fall in love with the business first. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna speak to the owners like, dude, why why this business? Mm-hmm. Why this name? What story are you trying to tell? Mm-hmm. Let me help you tell the story. But if I can help you tell the story, I need to know the story. Yeah. I need to believe the story. Mm-hmm. And I like if if it's not believable, let's make it believable. And it's not from a believable perspective. Let's actually build on it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like it's I don't want to be giving like some hocus pocus just for the sake of storytelling. Yeah. I wanna be able to tell a story that once they buy into its truth to deliver on the story as well. Like yeah. I'm I I believe in um like writer integrity. Mm. Like I, I, I write, but there are times that I can't write because I feel like the words, I can get the words so I can make it look and sound nice. That's not the problem. But mm. I don't believe it right now. Mm. And if me writing what I don't believe, deception. Yeah. Deception. And I, and I feel like I would rather shut up and say something that I don't believe it. Mm. Something that's not true. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't like to. I don't like to lie. It's not from a moral perspective per se. Mm. Obviously, there's that. But for me, it's like I don't want to have to think about what I had to say or what I had said. I want to say from. You know what I mean. So yeah. I don't. So a lot of times, like I'll say what it is, how it is, or shut up because in in the situation where I have to say it again. I don't want to have to think about what I said. I want it to be what it is. Because, like, it's stressful for me. I can't, like, ah, what did I tell this person this time? I have to, like, ah, yeah, I get it, no, I get it, I get it. too much work. Because my mind is, like, in so many other places. So that's, like, that's one direction I don't want to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just want to be thinking about, oh, what did I say there? I want to just freestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you pick up the phone, you call me today. Is I'm not thinking, I'm not too focused about what we spoke about the last time. What I would think about is, like, what is the connection I feel with this individual? Mm. And every other thing I'll flow from there. Mm. Whether we're talking about uh, more and more, or, you know I mean, it's not even about what we're talking about now. Yeah. It's about like how, what connection that I feel. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Man, we talked. We talked. Yeah, I, this can go on. So, Ooh. you could just call it, you could, you could go on. You could go on. You could no, go man. On. Thanks, thanks for doing this with me. <laughs> you know, we, guys, before we go, now let me talk to the audience real quick. Oh, yeah, sorry, Usually, what I do is, I like to tell, paint them a picture of what, what, what's, what the scene is, because this is a very audio oh, no, platform. Yeah, yeah, please. So I am, um, we're in Jacko's dining room, on his dining table, at his place. It's chilly. I'm pressed to the tea, like I have to pee right quick, but I want to do this real quick. Anyway, so um, he's sitting across from me, we got some tea, he's wearing a, like a little hat, uh, a nice sh- shirt, buttoned down, Gold chain. He's, he's looking comfortable. It's a very, it's a floral shirt. A floral shirt. Jeez, what am I? A floral shirt. Oh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm happy to, to to do this, man. I mean, um, yeah, you have you have a lot of depth. I give you that, I man. It, and that's what's up, man. I appreciate that, that. Those are the two things that are like most attractive in the person: substance and depth. Mm. If you have that, I mean, 
you would make a phenomenal leader, husband, wife, whatever, or just a, on your own self, just in your own space. Yeah. You you can't lose by having those kind of things. I so appreciate it. thank you. That's that's what's up, and I'm I'm happy to do this, man. And it meant it's long. I hope you guys got to the end. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I trust I trust in the quality of the banter, man. I think it was it was flowing, and you just spoke. I could listen all day, and that's usually I don't talk. I talk. I talk in equal measure with my guest, mm. but uh, I just had to listen. I, and I, just, I, sorry, I spoke too much. <laughs> no, no, man. Now you, you were, you had, a, you were like, you've been bracing to explode for some time. Yeah, I've wanted to have a conversation so. with you. I yeah, mean, I, I feel like there's, there's a voice like I could lend to your movement that I, I yes. like. You know what I mean? It's, it's not. This conversation is not a one-time conversation for me. Mm. From time. First time that I met you and we had a conversation. Mm. I'd even I'd been seeing some of your stuff before. Yeah. I've actually saw you. Yeah. So I've just always been just like, okay, I mm. see. It was more from a brand perspective. I think that's what that's the first part of you I saw. Yeah. Your branding mm. um, creative side. Yeah. Sort of. And then mm. we had a conversation, I think we we're potentially supposed to do business together one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things didn't like pan yeah. out the way. But mm. and like from that conversation and like I saw you interpreted a brief that you're giving us, okay. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's because for me is yeah. I don't know. I I interpret things my own way as well. And yeah. like sitting across the room from someone that is doing something mm. in as much as it's like I won't say like it's exactly in the same direction that I'll go, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a nice direction of the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 That so makes sense. yeah. That because I feel like this that's how I feel about um, religion now mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not about which religion is better mm. or which one is the real religion or whatnot. It's, I respect every single religious belief. It's like, and I, mm. I even like take parts of like different ones. Like mm. I'm Christian, but like for Ramadan, I fasted mm-hmm. and abstained mm-hmm. from like booze. And like, I just, I just gave myself to it. it Cause yeah. for me, it's like, it's if you think about it, what is more? What is the most important thing there? Is it about what is being done for, or what is the effect of actually fasting and being in that space, bro? <laughs> you know bro, I mean? like the common sense yes, of yes, it. Of it. Like forget, like say it's because. But at the end, of, that's why I feel is it's because we focus too much on the differences. That's why you wouldn't see the benefits. Yeah, you know what I mean, because even before that, like for Lent, Christians do their own fasting and yeah, fasting, as well. yeah. so what that, that's what what that shows is like the boat really just understand the importance of this kind of activity yeah, yeah. but then it's like we interpret it and do it for different reasons mm. the christians have it based on the mirror of their messiah jesus christ mm. that fasted mm. you know what i mean yeah fasted even like the muslims understand they understand they know about jesus mm. I mean, you know about Jesus. So their fasting is, is different as well. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, if you really think about it, in all essence, is in terms of the need to go through these phases to better yourself, mm. which will in turn better the wider environment. Well, that's it. Oh, worry. Enough said. Guys, and there you have it. This is Jackbo Ekweku. Did I say that right? Mm. My man, it's good to be on the podcast with yeah, you. Yeah, you come with the Raven. The Raven, Raven I, comes. Yeah, because I come. I, for me, let me tell you, it's <laughs> it's about a message. Always about a message for me. Yeah, okay. I feel like uh, I want to be a messenger. I'll just tell you quickly. My full name is Ajak Mekwe. Mm. 
and it means my life is full of joy or laughter. Mm. And I feel that's my message. That is what's up. Yeah, I mean, that's a noble cause. Your parents yeah. finished work with that man. Uh, my granddad, like, I don't know what he did. He looked at me. He looked at me and named me that. And yeah, I'm grateful. You know what I mean? That's so that's why I'm so easy guy. Right, I'm telling you, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. It's not like I'm blowing my trumpet though. Yeah. I know because mm. I know me more than anybody. I'm easy. Yo, guys, he made me some tea, man. <laughs> he's got like he's got like lemon water, like in a nice jar. He's I'm fucking, trying to live healthy. He's fucking amazing. We got, got like a bowl of fruit here, with, like tangerines. I haven't seen tangerines in a while. My nigga Bro, I stumbled tangerines. on this like some like about a week ago, man, and I've been so you trust know, me. Tangerines, apples, bananas. We got like a nice little bar here with like drinks. <laughs> oh man, no man, we, we good. Like this, this is great. Thanks, right, thanks for having no, me. Man. No, it's been a pleasure, man. Pleasure, All right, man. All right, Papa. And there you have it. This is the young god. If you made it to the end of this episode, you're a real one. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this, there's a whole lot more where that came from. Just scroll down. You'll see all the range of topics, guests, stories, whatever. I've, I've put in some work for you guys. So um, there's something for everyone. I release episodes every Saturday at midnight. And depending on my mood, I might release two or three. You know, I can be generous like that. So don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you feel so inspired. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And follow the podcast on Instagram at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content and just yo we're in this man thanks again Rodney Mokache out